Speaking of Mysteries, I'm Nancy Clare, and I'd like to welcome Allison Galen back to the podcast to talk about Robert B. Parker's bad influence. Her first, and hopefully not last, foray into the Robert B. Parker crime fiction universe. So welcome back to the podcast, Allison. Thank you so much, Nancy. It's good to be here. First, congratulations on joining uh, Parker's universe. I think the new additions to crime fiction have made it stronger than ever, but even so, the world needs more Sonny Randall, who was the the last character Parker created. And although that I know uh, Mike uh, Lupica, is it Lupica or Lupica? I think it's Lupica. That's how I've always pronounced it. But uh, Mike Lupica, who preceded you in writing uh, Sonny Randall's story, did a really good job. In my humble opinion, you are the perfect writer to continue her story. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I'm, I was really, really honored to have been chosen to do it. Um, I think Mike Lupica did a great job as well. And of course, the Parker books are amazing. Um, The Sunny books are just, it's just such a wonderful cast of characters besides Sunny herself, who's a wonderful, complicated, fascinating, (laughs) funny, brave character who I just love. So uh, the idea that um, I get to uh, write books with her and with her amazing group of friends and family and you know enemies and everybody uh the the whole canvas is just it's such a treat and it was so much fun to write so um and we shouldn't forget about rosie the dog yes rosie the dog is my favorite (laughs) i wanted to chat a little bit about on this subject about continuing in one of american crime fiction's OG's footsteps. Last week, I interviewed Denise Mina about channeling uh, Raymond Chandler and writing The Second Murderer, which is uh, a Philip Marlowe mystery. I know it's a bit different. Um, Sunny is a female character, but she's also a character created by a man. Did you see any disconnect in a woman continuing the story originally conceived by a man? Not quite so much disconnect, but, you know, maybe a slightly different approach. Um, I think that Sunny is a really well-developed character, really well-rounded. But the way I might look at a situation writing it as a woman um, is probably a little bit different than Robert Parker or or Mike Lupica might look at it. Um, I've got a little more of an insider's view, not to say that all women are alike, but um, it's it's, I tried to get the Parker style as best I could. Um, but a little of myself is gonna, is gonna get into it regardless. And that little bit of myself happens to be female. So, (laughs) so, so there's certain things that I thought, you know, maybe deserved a little more attention just as far as the character goes. Um, the the relationship with her ex-husband, Richie fascinated me from Parker's books and Mike Lupica's books. And it, it just seemed so completely seamless how she was able to just go from being married to him to being exes with him and everything. And there, there just didn't seem to be any residual feelings or, I mean, there were, were residual feelings. There are residual feelings, but I thought those feelings could maybe be explored a little bit more. So that was just sort of one area that I, that maybe I might've approached a little bit differently. Well, hold that thought because you've anticipated one of my questions. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, before we really dive into bad influence, I, I, 
I know why I've stuck with the Parker universe of characters, but what do you think attracts readers who really have this wide range of wonderful stories to from new and exciting writers? What do you, what do you think attracts readers to his characters and to the continuation of his stories? Um, and this is not just, you know, dyed in the wool uh, Parker fans of a certain age, which includes me. But new readers, I saw, I was at Romans uh, at, a, at an event for uh, Jordan Harper and uh, S.A. Cosby, and I saw people picking up your book. That, Yay! <laughs> That's which is great, you know, and and looking at it and a couple of people walking it over to, to buy it. So, I mean, these were people under the age of 30. So talk about what attracts people to this universe. Well, well, I think that Parker is really, and this is probably true, obviously it's true, the Philip Marlowe books too, is that he created such unique and interesting characters. I mean, I think it all lies in character. These characters are timeless in that Spencer, Jesse Stone, Sonny, um, they were very um, complicated, interesting characters you know, different from the other private eyes that you might have seen out there. Uh, very individual, very interesting, and I think that's what got people hooked on the on the series in the first place. I mean, the plots were all great and and interesting, but without those characters, I don't know whether there would be such an interest in having people continue on with them. But I do know that people became very attached to those characters and didn't want to see them go away, which is why it's so wonderful that his estate is hiring writers to to. Care Carry on the tradition. Um, as far as new readers taking them on and, and wanting to see what they're like, um, I think Parker was really ahead of his time. He created characters that were very modern, very interesting, uh, you know, um, kind of free of some of those detective tropes of the humorless, lone detective. Like all of them, you know, um, all of them have groups of friends they have social lives spencer's a wonderful cook sunny's a terrible cook but or she makes three things well but um but she's great at choosing restaurants and bars um there's just this rich canvas of characters he was also ahead of his time in 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 having a diverse uh canvas of characters um there are a lot of really strong LGBTQ characters in um, in the Spencer books, but also Sonny's best friend Spike is one of the best gay characters, um, you know, especially for the time that he was created that I've read. He's he's tough. He's badass. He he's a, he's a fully developed, interesting character, not a stereotype. Uh, and so I think that probably draws people in as well. I know it's something that drew me in, um, you know, uh, when I was younger, as far as reading these books, as I thought, wow, these, these are real interesting people and, and not, not just the typical detective fiction. And we should also mention that Parker was never afraid to draw in or create strong women characters. And you mentioned this in your uh, piece, your really wonderful piece in crimereads.com about uh, Sonny Randall in the in the digital age, but you do mention that, like uh, Kinsey Milhone, she's not someone who's uh, attached to a man. She is a, a a private investigator 
in fully formed 360 degrees doesn't need a man to rescue her. She does have men that she consults with and she has men, men that she's friends with, but she does her own job and she's pretty good at it. Yes, exactly. And I, and the, the, another really refreshing thing about Sunny is I think her job is her priority, you know, and it's great that this character was created by a man. I, I, in, in that same piece, I was saying that she is up there with Kinsey and, you know, V.I. Wartrowski and, and, um, and uh, Tess Monahan, Laura Littman's wonderful character, and that she takes her job seriously. Uh, I think that's one of the really interesting, and she's good at it. You know, I think you, you want to make a character likable, make her good at her job. Don't make her perfect. That makes them unlikable likable but make them good at their job and and I think Sunny's great at her job um she does uh enjoy the company of men very much but she doesn't rely on it and, and she's not just all about that and that's it so um that's that's one of the really appealing things about that character and so interesting that she was created by a man well also in this crimereads.com article you talk about bringing Sonny Randall into the digital age. And that was sort of the crux of the article. And, you know, Robert Parker left us in, uh, it was it 2007? Uh, he, that was the last Sonny book. I believe he died in 2010, but yes. Mm -hmm. And he, but that was sort of before Instagram and yes. uh, Twitter. And I think Twitter may have just been peeping out as it were. <laughs> And, mm -hmm. and I, I, I'd like you to talk about that. Um, you know, you had to, especially for the plot of this book, which is about influencers, you had to talk about it and you had to put social media and Sunny sort of into context. And I wanted you, for those who haven't read the article, and I was, I would suggest that everybody go read it, <laughs> but talk a little bit about what you had to do to bring her into the 21st century, the second decade of, or are we, yeah. we're the third decade of the 20th. Oh God, the third decade. Unbelievable. I'm so old. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, um, it's interesting because, so it, as I mentioned in the article, Sunny was introduced in 1999. Um, so there, there was no real social media out there. And then the last book that had Sunny in it that Parker wrote came out in 2007 when MySpace was just sort of emerging. And it's kind of forgivable that Sunny wouldn't be on MySpace. <laughs> so Sunny was, I believe, maybe 32, 34 when the book, when the when the first book was introduced. And I believe from what I've seen that she's aged maybe five years in the last 23 years um, or 24 years since the book was introduced. So she's, you know, a 39 year old, but there's never been any mention in any of the books of her being on social media. And that kind of fascinated me because that's the second largest group percentage wise next to 20 somethings that are on some form of social media. So the idea that she wouldn't be on a direct message thread with a bunch of friends, you know, would spike, you know, talk gossiping, um, or that she wouldn't be posting pictures of Rosie on or videos on TikTok of her adorable dog, or that, you know, she's an artist, that's her hobby. She paints and she was an art history major. She's a wonderful painter. It's interesting that she wouldn't be showing any of her art on Instagram. So why? Um, so that was something that I wanted to explore with a character. What are her feelings about social media? Why isn't she on it? And the best way to sort of do that was to give her a case involving a couple of influencers. So both the reader and 
Sunny uh, can sort of become accustomed to this very, very strange world that's come into existence long after the introduction of this character. Um, it's a, and it's something I think that would draw a private eye in because there's a lot of aspects to influencing that's a little bit of a con. You know, you're allegedly like letting people as an influencer into your most private world and your home and showing them what types of tea you drink and everything else. Uh, but you're filtered and you're airbrushed and you're photoshopped and you're perfected. So your goal is to be aspirational rather than necessarily. Inspirational. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So how would Sunny feel about people like that? You know, and I think she develops an, a real understanding for the two characters who I hope that, you know, end up being portrayed as full individuals rather than just, you know, stereotypical Instagrammers. I didn't feel that they were stereotypical and they certainly have, there is a twist, which we will not talk about. Um, but at the same time, you, you talk a little bit about the backstory of why Sunny has uh, an ambiguous relationship with social, social media. And I feel that even though she's taken this case and this case is, she's taking, she's taken the case and she's, takes the case very seriously and is doing her due diligence in uh, evaluating the threats against these influencers, that her personal feeling about social media is ambiguous. Rosie has uh, a, a TikTok or Instagram uh, feed, but Sunny, not so much. Yeah, exactly. She, um, her sister, uh, I, this is, I, Put it in there that her sister wanted to put her on one of these dating apps and as a result you know created an instagram for her uh which was very um you know actually like showed some of her artwork showed her with her with her family put some nice flattering pictures of her in there and sunny promptly took it all down changed the uh the name of the the account to rosie randall and just stuck glamour shots of her dog in there <laughs> she thinks that rosie's better suited to be a public figure than she is um, <laughs> so um, yeah, she says very early on in the book that she uses the internet for her job and the purchasing of shoes. And if everybody in the world felt that way, it would be we'd be much closer to world peace. And I, and in some ways, I agree with her, though I am on all sorts of social media. <laughs> well, but you're a writer, and that's part of that's it's part a, of the it's a necessary now. evil, right? But I totally us. agree about <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Yeah, shoes. Exactly. Um, <laughs> private investigators have to get around. I know that you you live in New York State. So, you know, Sunny, along with her, excuse me, her best friend, Spike, they tear around Boston and its environs. And my sister-in-law lives in Boston, and I've been many times. Um, but you have written it as if you've spent your whole life driving along the Charles River and through Back Bay and over into Cambridge. And which and that's no easy feat, either writing about it or actually doing it. So can you talk? I mean, it's such a fully rounded story. You talk about the parking, you talk about the traffic, you talk about Boston drivers. Don't at me. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, you know, um, my dad was from Boston um, and he went to Brookline High and and I, I've had family there. Um, so I'm very familiar with Boston. I've always loved Boston. I grew up in Southern California and now I live in, in New York, not New York State. I, I live in uh, upper upper state not upstate but upper state new york and um so i did go back to boston which is absolutely wonderful uh to take research trips there because it's just such a fun city and the wonderful thing about parker is one of the things i love about his books is his love of boston and how he puts real bars and restaurants and areas in the books and then you can go see them yourself and it's it's very exciting. It's very rich. Um, when I write books on my own, my own original books, I tend to fictionalize restaurants and, and places a little bit. Um, I base them on real places, but I'm able to, you know, um, not say positive things about them. But he he has almost all real restaurants in there, real bars. And um, and so I decided to to sort of to do that too. And so I got to write off a wonderful trip to Boston to refresh my memory, which I intend to do for my next Parker book too. <laughs> um, it's, it's a wonderful world that Parker's Boston is set in. It's just so much fun. Um, and it's another reason why I think the book's popularity continues to endure is reading them is often like taking a wonderful vacation. Well, reading any of your books is like taking a wonderful vacation. Oh, thank I you. agree on Sometimes that. it's a vacation to hell, but <laughs> in my books. But <laughs> so you you touched on this. Sunny's romantic uh, life is in flux. And you know, she's broken up with Jesse Stone, who's another <laughs> Parker crime fiction icon. And she's in what might generously be called on again, off again with her ex-husband Richie Burke. I, I could get into trouble with this statement because the writing gods are supposed to be blind to gender, but I think <laughs> women writers might, as you touched on, understand and convey the subtle complexities of romantic engagement entanglements from the women's point of view more fully. It's politically incorrect, I know, and once again, please don't at me, but could you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, I just I just found the relationship so interesting. Much in, you know, weirdly in a similar way with Sunny's relationship with her social media, her relationship with her dog, <laughs> um, who is who just as a side note is Rosie part two, you know, because the first Rosie passed away. And, and I've heard since that Parker um, has given his dogs similar, did give his dogs similar names, but I'm like, what kind of a person gets another dog and gives the dog the same name as the previous dog? And I'm like, it's a person that really doesn't like change very much. And I, I think that was one of the things that sort of draws her to keep trying to figure out this relationship with with her ex. So I do feel like as a woman, maybe that was a, you know, it, other women might feel differently. It's, it's very difficult to generalize for an entire uh, gender, but um, I, I do feel like as a, a woman, um, I can look at the way she is involved in relationships with everybody. And I, I feel like with her ex or with the, with these romantic entanglements, um, my inclination is to pursue them with just a, a little teeny bit more depth, you know, not to just say everything's fine. You know, every, every so often Richie and I have sex and it's great. And then we just go off in our corners. I mean, I, I, to me, that's just a little bit unsatisfying. Other people might feel differently, but I felt like 
Whereas I'm not going to be writing a romance. I'm not writing a romantic suspense. I do feel like this romance is a rich area to explore and might be a little bit easier for me to explore as a woman since I can come to it from that point of view. And I think women, uh, when they have a romantic life like uh, Sunny, which is she's not married, she's not in a committed relationship where she lives with somebody, um, that the balance, that the work romance balance is different than men's. It just is. And I think you did an excellent job getting into her head about how she feels about Richie, the changes that Richie wants to make, and we won't go any further than that, and what that means for her, because it would it impacts her work. And I, I liked that about this book. And I think that's something that it might, I, I'm not going to say that a man is incapable of doing that. But I think it might be easier for a woman writer, especially a very, very good woman writer like you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so um, that, you know, that, that was, a, that was a very satisfying part of it for me. I'm so glad. I'm really glad to hear that. Um, I, I've always been a believer that, you know, plot is driven by character. And if a character is experiencing a big jar or trauma or something within their personal life, they're not going to be able to necessarily see things quite as clearly as they might if everything was going smooth sailing. I'm, we're not talking about a robot here. We're talking about a fully developed human being who just finds out something rather shocking about somebody that she's been, you know, who that she loves. Um, so how does that affect her outlook on everything? How does that drive the plot? You know, you can't, you can't just view everything in, in its own little, in its own little box, whatever is going on in your life is going to change your perception of the world around you. And it will either make you more aware of certain things or less aware of certain things. And it can serve as a great uh, developer in terms of just creating a, a good crime plot. Well, amen to that. Exactly. Exactly. We all have so much stuff going on. And, and you know, the, the idea that we would just be just be auto focused on one thing when there's so many other things going on in our lives is not realistic, in my opinion, no matter who you are, no matter how great a detective you are. <laughs> or how great a writer. Oh, thank you. Um, one of the things that I like most about Parker's crime fiction universe is the realistic ambiguity that the books have, you know, cops, no criminals, uh, private investigators, no criminals and vice versa. And with Sunny, you know, well, let's talk about a complicated family dynamic. You know, her, yeah. her cop is a, her dad is a cop and her former father-in-law is quite the opposite. So that was, that's something I, I, I feel that there's am, that the ambiguity in this kind of crime fiction Robert Parker's crime fiction and Raymond Chandler's crime fiction is one of the things that has made the segue into the modern world uh, possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Desmond is one of my favorite characters and he's Richie's father, Desmond Burke, the crime boss. And another one of my favorite characters is Phil Randall, Sonny's father, who's a former police captain. And <clears throat> they've, you know, they obviously have had this sort of 
um, you know, Jean Valjean, like, a, you know, this kind of Les Miserables sort of relationship over the years. But they're, they also have two children that were in love with each other and continue to love each other. And um, I actually, I think that um, Mike Lupica did a wonderful job of exploring the relationship between the fathers. And I wanted to sort of carry that on or try to carry that on um, in this book where they're, you know, with each book, they see each other more and more as human beings, you know, and I think that's pretty fascinating. Yeah. And, and it rings true. I think it rings true. Oh, good. I'm glad. And I, I also love that Sonny's therapist is Susan Silverman. Yes, I love that too. She's such a great character and I love her in the Spencer books so much. I love their relationship. I love everything about them and um and the idea that she is um that you know this is I that's why I've said this a lot like when I when I was hired to write these books, I felt like I was given this amazing toolbox and told, you know, make a table. Well, yeah, hell yeah, I'll make a table with these tools. Like there's just so many great characters in there. And the idea that Susan Silverman is Sonny Randall's therapist was, that's just the icing on the cake. And there's mention of it in this book, but I'm I'm hoping in the next book to bring her onto the canvas. Well, you know, and it's also, she has a particularly good insight into private investigators. Yes, absolutely. She knows from experience, from intimate experience about private investigators. <laughs> so that's a perfect segue to what is generally my concluding question. Um, and you've touched on this. You're sticking with Sonny Randall for at least another story. Thank the writing gods. <laughs> so is there anything that you can tell us about it? Or is it, you know, uh, in locked up in a vault? Well, the new the sunny the new Sunny Randall is still germinating. It's due in December, so I'll be able to talk about that more soon, probably. Um, I uh, I have I've, I've drawn up something, and I want to talk to my editor about it just to make sure it's it works with her too. Um, but yes, yeah, so I do have a new Sunny Randall coming up, and I'm also working on one of my own books that um, I am on revisions for and the working title of that one is the lies we keep and that should be out next year um probably next summer but i'm not sure um with william morrow well you know it's it, i i am going to ask one more question because your last book before this was the the collective yes uh which was and i'm i don't think i'm insulting you by saying it was dark Yes, very dark. <laughs> that's not, a, that's just a fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you could be sensitive. Not a vacation. That, but, <laughs> uh, it was dark in the very best way. Oh, thank you. But uh, I sort of thought this might have, Sonny Randall and this universe, although it's not by no means is it a cozy, it didn't approach the um, depth of darkness that the collective did was was that sort of a nice mental break a nice yes, mental break absolutely yes it was wonderful it was like um it was like a little bit of a vacation for me i you know i got to be funny in it you know i got to um to do snappy dialogue i you know i i i you know i touch on a little humor in all my books because you know you, you always find humor even in the depths of despair but uh, I don't think there's a lot of humor in the collective. There's a little bit. This the bachelor. It's the very bachelor dark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Black humor. But, 
<laughs> but um, yes, I I loved writing this book. I just you know I just found it so much fun, and um, you know there is it 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 isn't a cozy, but it's a little more linear and traditional than than my usual books. It's not a suspense. It's a you know it's a straight up detective novel procedural and, yeah procedural exactly um and i uh, i thoroughly enjoyed it um i just i had so much fun and it was also great after writing the collective to write a character with friends you know like camille doesn't have many friends and um and the ones that she does have are you know they're, the they're, it's a it's a bit of a challenge to yeah. uh, to think of them going out for lunch. Yes, exactly, exactly. They're not going to any, you know. Uh, it's not a yeah, fun thing. No, they're not going on ultimate girls trips together or anything like that. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so it was it was wonderful writing a character with a with a rich social life who who is. I mean, not safe throughout the book. She is in quite a bit of danger throughout this book, but um, but that. But it's different. It's different. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I can't wait to talk to you about your next book that's not a Sunny Randall and then hopefully talk to you about uh, Sunny Randall because you are one of my favorite people to talk to. Well, as are you, Nancy. So thank you so much. I look well, forward I'm, to I'm well. flattered because I know that Megan Abbott uh, and you talked about about this book and uh Megan is uh one hell of an interviewer so there oh, she's wonderful I love she's one of my dearest friends among writers and boy is she talented I've just started Beware the Woman and what a great she, every she knocks it out of the park every time what a great book so. I know well you know that's the state of crime fiction I think it's expanding and it's all good yes definitely definitely so thank you again. And I look forward to talking to you hopefully next year for Spared. And uh, yes, have exactly. A, have a wonderful summer. Thank you. You too, Nancy. Take care.